Henning, please take your Bibles this evening. Turn with me to 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter number 4. 2 Kings chapter number 4. And we'll go to verse number 38, 2 Kings chapter number 4 and verse number 38. We'll read down through verse number 41. I'm sure you probably heard the story before that we're about to read, what took place a long, long time ago. And uh, I'm glad things God records in his word are for our benefit and uh, can teach us something. And tonight I believe we'll learn something very important and uh, uh, hear from the word of God. 2 Kings chapter 4 and uh, begin reading verse 38. Down through 41, I'll read verse 38, join me on 39, we'll do every other verse like that, just in these few verses, 38 to 41. And Elisha came again to Gilgal, and there was a dearth in the land, and the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, and he said unto his servant, sit on the great pot, and seethe pottage for the sons of the prophets. And one went out into the field to gather herbs, and found a wild vine, and gathered thereof wild gourds his lap full, and came and shred them into the pot of pottage, for they knew them not. They, so they poured out for the men to eat, and it came to pass as they were eating of the pottage, that they cried out and said, O thou man of God, there is a death in the pot, and they could not eat thereof. But he said, Then bring meal, and he cast it into the pot, and he said, Pour out for the people that they may eat, and there was no harm in the pot. Uh, the title of my message this evening is The Wild Vine, The Wild Vine. It may not seem like a big deal. i tell you what, when you sit down and you start having poison, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Let's ask God to help us. Father, thank you for this time uh, here tonight. I'm glad we can gather together in church. And Lord, after the service, we'll have some fellowship. Always a good thing. But Lord, we didn't come tonight just for fellowship. We didn't come for the good food to eat afterwards. We came here tonight for the preach of your word, for it's what we need. We need it more than food. And God, I pray you'll speak to our hearts and help me as I preach. Help me make it as plain as possible. Help us to receive those things that you have for us. I believe that you knew who would be here before we even got here. And Father, you know what we need tonight. And I'm asking you to take one message here and fit it for all of us. Speak to every one of our hearts tonight. If there's somebody here not saved, pray you save them. And Lord, for God's people that are saved, know you as Savior. I pray that you would challenge us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. In the story here we find Elisha is the man of God. God always had somebody. God had uh, Elisha here. and God always had somebody to uh, uh, take care of things and uh, to preach the word of God, deliver the word of God. Uh, I think it's important. I, I mean, it sounds easy for me to say, but, you know, as, as a pastor of a church, uh, I thank the Lord that uh, I'm able to be a pastor. But I believe every church needs a pastor. Everybody needs a preacher. And, uh, I mean, uh, I know sometimes churches are without a pastor for a while while they're looking for one. Sometimes they kind of relish in the fact that they don't have one. They don't have anybody in charge. You know, someone's got to lead. And, and uh, I, I'm not a dictator. Uh, people may say that sometimes in the past and say it, but I'm not a dictator. I have one vote, just like everybody else has one vote. Uh, but somebody has to get up and preach. Somebody needs to lead, and we need the Word of God. That's why we come together. And God called preachers to preach the Word of God. In the Old Testament, God had some prophets, and uh, those men brought the Word of God. 
And in this time, in this instance here, was Elisha. And uh, he was God's man. And we find him in our story here that he's in Gilgal. And uh, it's interesting about Gilgal that there was something going on in that land, and it was a dearth in the land. And uh, what that word means, well, the word dearth means this. It means a scarcity, a famine, or a barrenness. And so things were not really well in the land with a, as you can imagine, with a, a famine going on and the scarcity. You know, uh, I think sometimes we, we in America, we see sometimes uh, uh, some of the shelves in, in American stores are, are empty of things. And, and boy, we just go crazy, you know. You can't find a lot. Well, the sad thing, baby formula. Remember how there was a big thing about that? And, and different things we won't mention were, were of scarcity in the stores, too. And, uh, and everybody's now got rooms full of you-know-what in their house because in case it runs out again. And, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we've seen times where things are, are thin. I, I remember back in the days when, when we lined up to get gasoline. You remember those? Was that back in the 70s, wasn't it? And we had to line up, and only on even numbers on your license plate would go one day, and the odd numbers the other day. And so what you do would steal your neighbor's odd one, so you would have one of each. And, uh, but we would have to use to go that and sit, sit in line to get gasoline. And, uh, you know, sometimes things are, 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 it's a little bit lean. And it was in the day of Elisha. And uh, there was a dearth in the, in the country. And, and uh, he was, Elisha was sitting there with, uh, with the sons of the prophets, the Bible says. And the sons of the prophet, prophets were, I think, what we would call preacher boys. And uh, I know Brother Coral does this uh, each year. Uh, he has some preacher boys, fellows that have been called to preach, will come during the summer and they will travel with him and he will go from uh, church to church and have sometimes and used to do it all the time of having tent meetings and and the preacher boys would come and they would they would go to an area and they would just canvas that area and they were young men that they were training he still does that has young fellows come they'll stay with him and uh, they'll learn he'll teach them and then they go soul winning and they go and try to start churches and things like that and they're preacher boys and uh, this is what was happening back then. Elisha had some preacher boys, the sons of the prophets, it calls them here. And uh, these were men, young men, studying the word of God under the prophets of God. And uh, so while they're sitting there, we find in the story here that while they're sitting there, that, that Elisha wants to feed these men. And so what does he do? He has a servant, and he orders the servant to go and get set, he said, set on the great pot. Now, that mean for him to sit on it meant to set that one out, set that pot out there so they could, they could make something for the men to eat. All those young men, you can imagine, young preachers like to eat, and those pre- young preachers are there, and Elisha says, hey, well, why don't you go get that, see that pot? I want you to see some pottage and uh, have, some, have some food for these, these men. And uh, so they were sitting before him in verse 38 said, and he said unto his servant, remember we talked about a servant this morning, but here he had a servant, someone was willing to serve there and do something. And he said to his servant there, he said, I, I want you to go and, and set that pot and seethe some pottage. The word seethe is a word that we don't use very often, but what that means to boil, it means to cook. And so he said, I want you to go and get this pot ready and, and I want you to cook up something for these men to eat. And uh, so the servant did this. He was, he was being uh, faithful here, and he, he went out to, uh, uh, to make some pottage there for them uh, to eat. And so uh, what they did, they, they, the pottage was all cooked, and it was poured out to these men. And I'm sure they were really hungry and began to eat this pottage. And all of a sudden, they cried out something, didn't they? They said, they, they cried out, there's death in the pot. 
I mean, they cried out, something's wrong here. Something is in this pot that should not be here. And, of course, we know what happened there, that there were some things put in in this, in this pot, and we'll talk about it in a moment here. But uh, uh, what happens, it was death in the pot, but Elisha said this. He said, go get some meal and bring me some meal, and they put the meal in the pot. And then when they did, he said, pour it out now to the men. You know, I, I thought first time, I think I read that a long time ago, I thought, well, they poured it all out, but they didn't pour it all out. They put meal in it, and they made it okay. And he said, now pour it out to the people. And those men, they poured the food out for them, and they ate it. And the Bible says, uh, and they could not, uh, or, or verse, verse number 41, it says, and there was no harm in the pot. What a miracle took place there. And they said, what's the big deal about it? I think there's a big deal is a bunch of the sons of uh, uh, prophets uh, here, these, these young men, uh, sons of the prophets, they didn't die. Thank the Lord God kept them alive. But there's more deeper story, I believe, tonight for you and I in, the, in, the, in this story here. Wonderful story, but there's great truths, and I believe there's some warnings for us tonight. So, preacher, what are they? Let me, let me share with you a few things. I believe that the story we just read there in that scripture and what I just went through with you is a picture of what's happening even today. I believe that we're living in a time of dearth. I believe we're living in a time where there's a shortage. And so I appreciate, you, you know, there's a shortage of a lot of things. I'm not talking about all the things, really. I believe there's a real shortage. There's a famine in the land of the Word of God. People aren't listening to the Word of God today. Where the Bible, the church, and the things of God are like second, third, or fourth in our lives, and they're not important to us anymore. And we look today, and we think the answer is found in the ballot box. I'm all for voting, I believe. I tell you all the time, when it comes up election time to vote, make sure you do. The thing is, the answer's not in the ballot box. The answer's in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a dearth in our land. I'm telling you this, if it was all Republicans that won, there'd still be a dearth in the land because the answer's not found in politics. And I believe there's a dearth in the land, but I'm very concerned about this. I go a little bit deeper than just our land. I believe there's a dearth in Christianity today. It's a shame. It's almost a mockery of what we consider Christianity today as what it used to be. I'm still, I, I kind of miss the little poster I had up here or the, what was that thing, banner that I had up behind us here. said, give me the old-time religion. I am still for the old-time religion. I believe we need that old-time. Say, preacher, do you understand what year it is? I understand. I buy a calendar every year. But I, I know this, too, that we're living in a dearth in America. We're living in a dearth in Christianity today. We're living in a spiritual dearth. We don't have to look very far to see it. The sad thing is this, that we're getting used to it. You know, I scratch my head sometimes and I think as I, the older I get and, you know, been around a long time, I, I, I know of churches and I know of ministries and and I look and I, I see the change. You know, now with the internet, you can go and they advertise. They tell about their, if you want to know about a church, go on the internet. <clears throat> and you can just Google the name of the church. If you have the pastor's name, it makes it real easy. You can find it. They usually have either a Facebook or have a website. And you can look on it and see what's going on at that church. It tells you a lot. The pictures tell you a lot of what they do. I read also their, 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 uh, their statement of faith. And what happens, a lot of times they're hiding what they believe because they want to be acceptable to everybody else. 
But I look and I think, you know, we don't have to look very far to see this happening. And the sad thing is that we're getting used to it. It's like it doesn't bother us anymore. It's like when we first heard the first curse words on TV. Bothered us. There was a time you couldn't curse on TV. I know the young folks, they don't understand this, but there was a time. I remember they, they were not allowed to curse, and we heard all of a sudden someone say a word, and we're like, oh, I can't believe it. Now they can say anything they want to say. They'll even go so far now, even just in writing the news, they'll, they'll, use, they'll use filthy words, and they'll put the first letter and the last couple letters in it, and you know exactly what they're saying. And you know what? When you look at that, the word gets into your head. And we get used to it. We don't think it's as bad as it used to be. But sin is as bad as it always has been. And so we find here in this story the man of God, Elisha, and these young men, the sons of the prophets, and Elisha wants to feed them. But there was a problem. Someone had found, and this someone, and I think it's interesting that this man was a servant, but doesn't tell us his name. But someone went out, look at verse number 39, and one went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and gathered thereof wild gourds, his lap full, and came and shred them into the pot of pottage, for they knew them not. So here he goes out and he finds these wild vines, and on these wild vines are wild gourds. And we find that this, 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 this one person uh, gathered them up, and it says about there that he, he, he had them in his, in his lap. I could see him taking like his robe there and, and, and bringing it up a little bit, and he's gathering this all up. And again, he's doing what he thinks is the right thing. He's gathering for the prophets uh, to, to have the, something to eat. He's doing what Elisha said. He's gathering there and, and, and making some pottage. Now, I'm not sure. I, 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 I kind of think that he didn't know what he was doing. I'm going to give them benefit of the doubt. Can we do that? He found this wild, but he looked, I'm sure he's thinking, you know what, this looks good too. Boy, I mean, I mean let, let's face it, there are people even today, they will take, um, uh, 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 what, are, what are they call it, uh, grow in the ground, uh, mushrooms, that's it. And uh, I hate those big words. Anything over two syllables gives me a hard time. But the mushrooms, yeah, mushroom, two, two syllables. But I, I think about it. some people could eat mushrooms, get very sick, and some people could even die. I read a story not long ago about some people. I think it was a Chinese family, I think it was, and they were out gathering uh, uh, some mushrooms, and they ate those, and they got sick, and they died. And, and, and so what happens? I'm sure they didn't say, hey, let's eat these poisonous things. They ate them, probably not knowing, out of ignorance. Now, I'm not sure, maybe the young man knew what he was doing, but I, I really give him the benefit of the doubt that he didn't know what he was doing, but it really doesn't matter if he did it on purpose or he did it by accident, the same outcome was there. It poisoned the pot. And so it really doesn't matter. Why? Because the same outcome happened there, but something bad was put in the pot. I hear, would you, let's see, Gary, would you turn those fans down just one more click? I hear it ticking, and it's bugging me crazy. I know it's not bugging you, but is, is it bugging you? Oh, good, all righty. To the right. The other right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just the, the little, the, the round ones at the top. All right, click them. One more to the right. You got it. All righty. Boy, all those years at, at the electric company did some good didn't it <laughs> once we had to had him go to where the switch is at he's looking all over the place <laughs> thank you Gary I appreciate that those things 
And all of a sudden I start hearing tick, 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 tick. Oh, now I can slow down a little bit. But here, here's, here's, here's what happened here. Something bad was happening. So the sons of the prophets, what do they do? They eat of this food. They didn't know what was going on. They just, they hear Elisha, he goes and tells this one servant, says, I want you to go and, 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 and get this and, and, and make this pot. But this guy brings this in, he makes the pot. Maybe he's thinking, you know, I'm doing the best I can. Why, they're really, these things look delicious. And he puts it in the pot and he poisons it. And so these men, they begin to eat this. It's poured out to them, begin to eat it. I'm sure, again, they were thankful for it. And they didn't realize the danger. Well, sometimes we don't realize the danger either of things that are out there. But they're still dangerous. It didn't matter whether or not they believed it was poison. They were about to eat some. And they did. And they cried out there as they were eating that pottage. They cried out, there's death in the pot. Now, the thing is, it was not wrong for them to eat of that pottage. It was all right. It was not sin to eat of the pottage. But the thing was, something was mixed in with that which was right. Something was put in that pot. It was not everything that was to be in that pot, but something was added to it by this one man. And again, I think maybe he didn't know what he was doing, but he did it. And I believe when this is all said and done, I'm sure he thought, man, I'll never do that again. I'll make sure I don't put anything poisonous in the pot. I'm thankful for churches tonight. I'm glad for churches around. I thank the Lord. You know, I get to sometimes I, I know of different ones and, and uh, uh, I know some men of God that I've got to meet in the, in the, in the past here and, and uh, uh, I've got to meet quite a few going to the Shooter's Expo. Uh, a lot of preachers will come there to the Shooter's Expo at Brother Quarles, and I've got to meet a lot of men of God. And I thank the Lord. I got to hear them preach, and I uh, got, to, got to fellowship with them. And I, and I know that, you know, we are not the only church. Thank God for some men that stand for the Word of God. And I thank God for the church, and I thank God for Bible studies, and I thank God for books that are written. I thank God for Christian colleges that we can send our young people to. But here's the thing. We partake of those things, and that's good. But here's what's happening today. Someone's putting something in the pottage. Churches that one day believed this Bible Someone came along and put something in the pottage. Christian colleges, I'm telling you, they're just falling by the wayside right and left. I was saying before, you can look, you can look up a church, you can look up a Christian college and find out where they stand, what they believe, where they've gone. And I look and I think, wait a minute, there was a time. Even think about the college I went to, and I think about the time when I heard my preacher preach out and thunder out, but anybody, anybody brings any other book in the air other than this King James Bible, and boy, I mean, he just ripped up one side and down the other. And then only a few years later, the, the new preacher gets up and says, well, there's mistakes in the King James. You know what he was doing? He was putting poison in the pot. I was glad I graduated and was out of there by then. I quit going to pastor school for a long time because of some of the stuff that he was saying because what he was, here's what he was doing, putting poison in the pot. And the sad thing was, everybody just kept eating it. I think how sad it is, but it happens. 
They're putting something in the, in the, in the, in the pottage. They're putting the wild gourds, the poison, in the pot. In our own little town, Martinsburg, there's many churches. In Bruins Spring, there's many churches. In Holidaysburg, in Altoona, we could go on. There's a lot of churches all around. And you can say, well, that's really great, but I'm asking this. What's in the pot? Many of you in this room here tonight, at one day, one time, you went to a church that didn't have the wild gourds in it. You went to a church that preached the word of God, but no longer does. You went to a church where there was a Sunday night service, and now there isn't. This is what's scaring me today. A lot of our Baptist churches are now going to this, have a service in the morning, then have a meal, and then have an afternoon service so we can be, have fun in the evening time. I'm not for that. Now, you may say, well, that sounds like fun. That The reason to even think that sounds like fun is not right. I think it is a step in saying, because you know what? When we get out of the, out of the, out of the habit of going Sunday night, there will no longer be a Sunday night. And you know, many of you in this room, you know you went to a church, even in this own area, where they had Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and now they only have Sunday morning. What happened? Something was put in the pot. Poison was put in the pot. We see modernism creeping into our Christian colleges today. There was a day in most Christian colleges they had some standards, and the standards are gone. It was a day when they, had, they had, took a stand on the King James Bible, and now it's anything goes. I could think of some. I'm thinking of one in particular in, in, in Florida right now. There was a day they had some standards, and now you go to the website, and you look, and they're all dressed just like the world. Begin to and have some of the world's music, have entertainment from the world come in. I watched, I, I, I looked online there the one time. They had some, some, a Catholic guy come in and, and play piano for them and entertain at the Baptist school. There's a difference in eternal life, the way you have eternal life in the two denominations. There's poison in the pot. Modernism is creeping into our churches. Like I said, many grew up in a church that preached the King James Bible. You went to a church where ladies look like ladies and men look like men. You say, preacher, that is so old-fashioned. Someone put some poison in the pot. They didn't all of a sudden one day say, hey, listen, everybody, we're going to become modernistic. Someone began to put something. And here, you think about the story here. It was not all the sons of the prophets that put the poison in the pot. It was one man. Heavy, heavy hangs over a preacher, a pastor, that puts poison in the pot. You say, preacher, how can we know what is not poison? How can we know what is right? Thy word is truth. Well, you've got to start out having the right word. But modernism creeps in. The standards go. I heard just the other day, I was over at Brother Corals there, they had a... Uh, uh, what was it, the evangelist school. I'm not going to evangelism. I'm staying here. I gripe about driving home after the service, let alone gripe about driving miles to a service. Amen. And uh, uh, I, I went over there to hear some of the preaching. And uh, I was sad to hear this when I heard Brother Cole said that there's a, that, you know, he travels around. He said, there's preachers now that's thinking it's okay to drink. I said, Baptist preachers. God have pity. 
There was a day when the men of God stood against the alcohol. But someone put poison in the pot. It was a day we sang hymns. Boy, the beautiful songs we sang tonight. They blessed my heart. I was, Seth, when in that last song, and I thought, oh, I wonder if I should say something. Let's sing the last one. I loved hear, just hearing the voices. I, I love having the piano, too, but it's just something to hear God's people's voices. And I thought, should I say something to them? And, and then, so I, 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 we're in that last verse. I'm going, or next to the last verse, and I said, God, please, speak to his heart about that. Let's sing. And all of a sudden, he goes, I, it really surprised me that, that, that he would hear the voice of God. He said, let's sing the last verse. And I'm telling him, I'm a, I just thought, well, amen. And I thought, you know how beautiful the songs out of that songbook are? And yet now, what do they have? The big screen, have the bouncing ball. There's just something about, and again, I believe there's two great books in the church and for the Christian. One is the King James Bible. The other is a hymnal, an old-fashioned hymnal. The songs, the Bible talks about the songs and psalms and hymns to sing those and how important they are in our life. You say, well, it really don't matter poison the pot now we have the contemporary services and the contemporary music in our homes there was a husband and wife and they had children now we don't want children because it'll cost us money the bible says train up a child in the way they should go i believe if we're ever going to do that we got to have some children amen don't take a rocket scientist figure that one out there was a time when moms and dads made the children behave. I remember going somewhere. My parents would take us over to a, a couple. I don't remember their last name, but their name, I'll never forget their first names, Jenny and Augie. And I always thought, what a crazy name. Not Jenny, but Augie. And so we go to Jenny and Augie's, and my mom, I remember my mom sitting in the, in the, in the, in the front seat, dad driving. We're going to Jenny and Augie's, and they had no kids. And my mom would say this, is you boys, four boys. She was asking for a miracle. She says, you boys better behave when we get there. I don't want any roughhousing. I don't want you jumping around. I want you to behave. Sit down. Behave yourself. There was a time when we made our children behave. And now our children get to do whatever they want to do. Someone put poison in the pot. Poison in the pot. You say, well, that don't have anything to do. I believe it is. There was a time when our children, we taught them how to behave. And we taught them that it was important to go to church. And we didn't just send them. We took them to church. Thank the Lord. But there's poison in the pot. We even had a, had a belief at one time that it was important for our kids to be in a Christian school. And we didn't put them in the Christian school because the public school teacher didn't like them. We put them in there because we didn't like what they were teaching our children. We didn't like them being around the drug heads and the, and, and, and the, and the evolution stuff. We wanted them to be in a place where the name of Jesus would be lifted up and the word of God would be taught. But now all of a sudden we think, well, the public school's gotten better. It hasn't. Someone put poison in the pot. Someone's putting poison in the pots today. And I believe sometimes it's not on purpose. But whether it's put in the pot on purpose or not, like I said already, it brings about the same result. The same result. You know, I, I think that's why We've got to be careful in our churches and start listening to the word of God and start following the word of God. It's not time for us to streamline the ministry. It's time for us to get back to the ministry. It's not a time for us to cut out the services. It's a time 
for us to get in the services. If not, all it's going to take is someone to put some poison in the pot. I could change this church in the wrong way. I know you all love me, and I think you have some confidence in me, and you know where I stand. But I understand this, too, and I've seen it happen, where things begin to change little by little because the preacher put some poison in the pot. He began to say, well, I've noticed some of you are bringing other Bibles, and so what I'll do this week, I'll preach from another Bible, poison in the pot. Someone says, well, I notice people dress differently these days, so I'll never preach on standards. Poison in the pot. And before you know it, everybody's eating from the pot. And they don't see anything wrong with it. They get used to it. Well, folks, I, people, I, and again, been in the ministry long enough, folks look, at it, and, and, and they look at us like we're strange because we stick, stick to this book to where they've changed so much. I think of family members. I think of, of churches. I think of preachers that I used to be able to, I could go and talk with them and sit out with them, and even if, I, if they asked me, I could go and preach there, and now I wouldn't even go and preach there. Someone put poison in the pot. In this story here, it was one man that gathered the poison and put it in the pot. But did you notice how many it affected? All the prophets, all the sons of the prophets, all the men began to eat of that. You understand something? Where we stand, where we, what we believe will affect other people. You know, that prophet, that, that, that servant could have said, well, what's it really matter? It, ma- it mattered by one man, what he put in that pot affected everybody that was there. That's why we've got to be very careful. Again, I, I love what happened to the church of Berea. Those people carried their Bibles. And listen, people at Heritage ought to carry their Bibles too. And those people at Berea in the Bible that said they kept their Bibles, they checked the word of God to see if what was being preached to them was true. We need to get back to a place where we look and say, hey, is that message straight from the word of God or is it his opinion? I'm not preaching to you my opinion. I'm preaching to you what the word of God says. I dare you to prove me wrong on what I've talked about already tonight. It's right there in front of us. It'll affect others. You say, well, preacher, it's not that bad. I can go to such and such church. It's not that bad. Well, let me ask you this. If someone put a little bit of poison in your children's food, would you be okay? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. If I came to your house and said, hey, what cereal do your kids like? And you go, oh, they like uh, Fruity Pebbles. I haven't had that in a long time. But anything's called Fruity, I like to stay away from that. Amen. <laughs> They got the fruity pebbles, and I walk over and I say, "Well, here, here's a little decon." And, and and mom says, "Oh, no, 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 get near that cereal." And I go, "No, just a little bit, just a little bit." I believe every mom in this room here would say, "Preacher, get out of my house! Don't you dare put that in the cereal of my children!" And you would be right to say such a thing. And how dare we take something away from God's word? How dare we back off from preaching God's word and staying true to his word and put a little bit of poison in? We say, it's not so bad. Well, let's just have some contemporary music. It's bad. Keep it out of the pot. And I preach, we need to lower our standards. Keep the poison out of the pot. And so what happened? They cried out. 
I think it's interesting who they cried out to. Look at verse 40. So they poured out for the men to eat, and it came to pass as they were eating of the pottage, that they cried out and said, O thou man of God, there is, a, there is death in the pot, and they could not eat thereof. But who did they cry out to? O thou God, O thou man of God. Who's the man of God? That was Elisha. That was the preacher. They said, hey, preacher, help us. Preacher, we need some help. I don't take my job lightly. I believe what I preach is very important. And I believe it's very important that I preach everything that God wants me to preach. Some preacher, you ought not preach on this. You ought to preach on I mean, you, you come Wednesday night. We're been, we've been talking about marriage, and we're going to get into all different kinds of things where God talks about that. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to be very proper about it. But the thing is, God's word talks about a lot of stuff, and the preachers need to talk about it too. They called out, O thou man of God. They understand that the man of God need to do something. They knew the man of God had a way to be able to make things right. And I believe one of the important things for me as the man of God, the preacher of the church, is stay true to this book and make sure that no poison gets put in the pot. Make sure we put the right things in the pot. You see, when they cried out to the man of God, Elisha, what did he say? He said, verse 41, but he said, then bring meal. And he cast it in the pot. And he said, pour out for the people that they may eat. And there was no harm in the pot. Oh, it's interesting here. Elisha, he said, bring me some meal. When I think of meal, I looked up the word meal. It means flour, the finer part of pulverized grain. You know, it makes me think about bread. I love bread. I know bread's not good to eat, but I love bread. Did I say that? But you know, he said, he said, bring me some meal. Makes me think of the bread. He said, well, what's that have to do with anything? It was the meal that made everything right. What does that have to do with anything? You know, when I think about the bread, I think about the bread of life. You know, the word of God and the Lord himself will make things right. You know, and things may not be right in your life, but I know there's a God in heaven that can make everything right. I believe I know what's needed in the pot that has poison in it. It's the bread of life. John 6, 35 says, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. I think about the word of God as our bread. I think about the Lord as the bread of life, but the word of God, the written word, is the bread that we need, is really our daily bread. So what the question is this, what's the answer to the poison in the pot? Because I believe sometimes it will happen. I could have. I, I had a man one time came and he had some, he had some things I didn't agree with. The, the doctrine I thought was off. And uh, we had a little fuss about it. But I'm kinda, I just kind of believe this way. This is my church. Not that I own it, but I'm the pastor and I got to watch out what goes in the pot. And if you don't like what we put in the pot, then we have to find somebody else. But if we keep to the recipe book, the word of God. We'll have the right ingredients, you see. And I thought the answer to this poison in the pot was Jesus and the word of God. I believe we, kill, we keep preaching Jesus. And by the way, the Jesus of the book. 
Not that Jesus, some, some wacko out there has an idea, wrote a song, and makes it sound like he's the good, good buddy next door. I'm talking about the Jesus of this book. And the word of God, and of course, I think you know I'm talking about the King James Bible. I said, preacher, what's wrong with the others? Well, if you bought a dozen eggs and you got home and there was only eight in there, you'd be upset. You'd say, what? Something's missing. Something's missing in all the other Bibles other than the King James Bible. So they cast the meal into the pot. And what happened? It was fine. You know what the answer is? Not blowing everything up. Just get the word of God out. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering. Right? The whole thing. What is that? That's putting the bread. It's putting the meal in the pot. That someone by accident or on purpose allowed it to happen. You know, I'm glad for this. If we do get off course, there's a way to get back on course. That's the word of God. If your life, your life, you say, you know, I, I, I believe I've allowed someone to put some poison in the pot of my life. Understand what you need is the word of God. It's not quit. It's not run away. It's to get the word of God. And it'll make it edible. The Bible said in verse 41, the last, the last sentence in verse 41, and there was no harm in the pot. May I say this? The word of God will never harm you. So if I raise my kids according to this Bible, it will never harm you. Well, you know, if I have my marriage according to the word of God, it will never harm you. Well, if I live that way, people laugh at me. It will never harm you. Word of God never will. And then I'm thinking, then why would we want to go and have a little bit of poison in the pot? And we could have the pure word. And the pottage, it'll make us healthy and strong. I don't understand why we people want to go to the world today and find the wild gourds. Because what it does, it poisons the pot. I think of about a young fellow who went to this college I went to, and boy, I tell you, he was on fire. I remember he went off and he started a church and the church grew by leaps and bounds. They started a college and boy, it was going full blast. I have relatives even that went to the college. It was going like crazy. And all of a sudden, I hear that they're not doing Sunday school anymore. They want to just kind of meet in little groups at houses and not have Sunday school anymore. Uh, poison in the pot. And then all of a sudden, the music started changing, poison in the pot. They threw out the dress code at the college and they lowered their standards, poison in the pot. Now it is nothing like it used to be. And I'm thinking, you know, why did that preacher one day say, let's bring me some meal. Let's get the word of God. But you know what it was? It was the preacher putting the poison in the pot. You keep an eye on what I preach. Amen. Especially as I get older, because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> keep an eye on what's preached in the Word of God. I make sure, that's why you have a Bible with you, to make sure what's being said is according to the Word of God. Right. So, well, I don't like it. Tough. 
You can have your own ideas, but I'm going to believe what God's word says. So he said, you know what? He told him, he said, pour out for all the people that they may eat. You know, that's what we've got to do too. We've got to make sure the pottage is good by putting the right things in it. But we need to then do this, pour it out for everybody to eat. I need to get the gospel to people. So do you. We need to make it plain. It's not by works. It's by the grace of God. Make sure that we get that out. And what happened here? All the prophets of God were able to eat and found no harm. Why? The man of God said this. Bring me some meal. Bring me some bread. Let me have the bread of life. Because here's what happens. Jesus makes a difference. It really does. We need to pray for the men of God in America to know what God wants them to do. It's not hard to find out because we've got a Bible in front of us tonight. I'll be honest with you, it's not hard what I do. Oh, I, I have to think and I pray and I, I work at putting messages together, but it's really not hard. You know why? Because the messages are right here in the book. I don't, come, I don't have to come up with my own ideas. I only have to look at what God's word and realize what the recipe calls for and follow it. This book has the recipe for life, for every part of life. Don't mess it up by putting poison in the pot. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this time tonight. Thank you for these dear people that have come out and be a part of the service this evening. Lord, I pray that you would have your will and way in our lives now. And Father, we would all look at our own lives and see if, we have, if we've allowed some poison in the pot. But we don't believe like we used to. We just kind of think we have this on our own ideas. We've looked at other people rather than look at the word of God. Lord, I get weary of sometimes people saying, well, brother so-and-so says this or doctor so-and-so says that. God, it doesn't matter what they say. It matters what Jesus says. God, help us. Help us be careful. That what we put in the pot for all to have is the word of God. It's what makes things right. Lord, I pray tonight for us as our church that you'd bless us. Help me as the pastor. Help us as the people. Help us stay true to your word. Father, we thank you so much. And may we pray even for others tonight. Uh, I've mentioned some churches. i mentioned some colleges. And Lord, some men that, that have strayed away. God, we're not asking for you to destroy them. We're asking that they wake up and put the word of God, put the word of God in the pot. Get rid of the poison. But Father, help us never even put the poison in the pot. Speak to our hearts tonight. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed. Maybe you're here this evening, you're not saved. Um, I'll tell you what, you, you've already taken the poison of Satan. And put, Satan says, well, don't worry about it. But there is a hell that burns with fire, a hell where people without Christ go to. And tonight, maybe this is the night that you need to trust Christ as your Savior. I wonder if there'd be anyone here tonight say, Preacher, that's me. I'm not sure of heaven, but I'd sure like to make sure of that tonight. Preacher, pray for me. I want to know I'm going to heaven. Anyone tonight, just slip your hand up, anyone. Christian tonight. Oh, may we realize the importance of making sure that we don't allow some poison in the pot. There shouldn't have been that poison. That guy should have paid attention, but he didn't. And maybe, maybe he thought, well, I'll just, I'll just do what I want to do. That happens a lot. A lot of preachers do that. A lot of people in church do that. I'll just do what I want to do. And we see where that got them.
or even if it was out of ignorance, he didn't know that would hurt him. And I think sometimes that's why it's important for us to go to church so we can know what will hurt us. You know, a lot of products today, they have warning labels. The Bible has a lot of warning labels for us too because some things will poison the pot. Maybe God spoke to your heart tonight. Maybe this evening we ought to just have more of a, more of a, a desire to say, Lord, I'm just going to make sure that I only put the right things in that pot of my life. Maybe tonight you can pray for your preacher to stay true and always put the bread in, the, in there, the meal in the pot. May we not put poison in the pot. Father, I pray you bless this invitation time now. I pray that you will be done. Speak to us again. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Should we stand as